0: Hello everyone, this is Adam West. Uh, maybe you're thrilled to buy adventures, right? On Batman there, hmm? my secret true identity, Bruce Wayne, millionaire philanthropist. Anyway, I'm glad to talk to you all and have the privilege of doing the following. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty
1: and justice for all.
0: In habit, it gets it gets heavy. Heavy. Yes. You're listening to Aerial View, worldwide on the internet. going <laughs> to So how y'all doing already? Oh, you
1: oh, I mean, no now. How y'all doing Alright! This is a what kind of radio show is this? I've heard his voice. Okay. He really put the hook Many, the And the I who are. I'm sick of talking. Stop, talk. get... oh, yeah. a Sing I know how to talk to people. That's clear. It's
0: I've got this man go on the air deliver a coded message. Shut up, man. You're out sure of your mind. I'm not out of my mind. Oh, come on. Now, we're going to listen to what he said on the air. Because all we're
1: dealing with here, after all, is talk show time against a man's life. I don't see that as any of like I can see you're really upset about this. That's all right. It's okay. Hello. something to live. from. It's
0: something to <laughs> <laughs> it learn are you getting laced. stand up and wiggle your head
1: and oh, I know that, Dad, but we're a young boy. a <laughs> And I'll smash your face for you, y'all fuckers. Let you stop, huh? Yeah. Stop, it! Shut up. Conversation is a two-way street. I'm all right. Get f***ed out. I'm gonna drag my
0: I don't get you. I don't get your act at all. And I don't think you do either. I don't think you know what you're trying to do or how to go about it. You're
1: stupid. I heard it over the radio. Real stupid. I'm not just talking about one person, I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about form. I'm talking about content. I'm talking about interrelationships. I'm talking about God, the devil, hell, heaven. Do you understand? Finally! Then you will not take me off the air for now or for any other speechless time. I'll catch my voice wherever I please! I'm a famous radio personality now. Most people today couldn't care less about the radio personality. I couldn't agree with you more. He's always talking about some radio stars i never heard. You
0: don't like my stories? You don't have to listen to my program. Listen to the radio, find out what's going on. Listen to the talk shows, and you will find out what's going on. Oh. Yes, talk radio? Yes, talk radio. It's so boring. Okay. Yeah. The, the card just committed suicide. I have an idea now. First
1: name, Mr. Millname, Peter. Last name.
0: G. I just hope this man realizes that being
1: able to communicate with people all over the world carries a serious responsibility. Come on, baby. Show the man your power, big. Blast him! Give him some of that tone! Oh, Showtime. Won't you smile while we kiss for this Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience. Very auspicious beginning. Sure, it's a talk show.
0: You know, people phone in make beef, and make a beef. Oh, what about? It? Whatever happens to my that's what you're talking about. Sometimes he agrees with the caller. Other times he says it straight. They shut it up.
1: They? Who in the hell is they? Jay! <laughs> Why, they is just plain and fancy, they. That's who they is. <laughs> Caught you, didn't they, huh? Tied a tin can to your tail, let you in, and waltzed you out again. <laughs> oh, my, what a bunch. <laughs> big tough ones, eh huh? <laughs> Here you are, with a handful of holes, a thumb up your ass, and a big grin to pass the time of day with. <laughs> They!
0: Who the hell is
1: they?
2: I keep asking myself the same question. Who the hell is they? I don't know who they is. I know who I am. My name is Chris T. This is Aerial View, a phone-in talk show. The phone number here, 760 I call AV 760 422 5528 that number in Palm Springs My numbers in Palm Springs I am not I'm in the Hawk as we call it around here Beautiful Weehawken, in New Jersey where Burr shot Hamilton. Now, down on our waterfront, there is a statue of Burr shooting Hamilton. And uh, when I first encountered this thing, I was like, what? What? What is this? Because I approached it from the back, I guess. Wait, you know what I mean. And uh, I'm walking towards the ferry... And I see this one figure pointing a gun and then I look beyond and I see this other figure pointing another gun back. And I'm like, oh, that's got to be Burr and Hamilton. That's who that is. And they're about to duel. Or I think by the look on Hamilton's face, they had already dueled And it didn't go well. I'm like, what the hell? What is this thing? What's it doing down here? There's like a monument to gun violence, to murder on our our shore. I guess that's one way to look at it, right? I got you, Hamilton. I got you,
1: you bastard. I got you, you bastard.
2: They dueled. Did you know that? I'm sure you knew that. Guns. It's always guns. It's
1: America. Come here, Hamilton. Come here, you son of a bitch. Come back here, you son of a bitch, Hamilton. Come back here. Son of a bitch Hamilton, Hamilton.
2: That's uh that's my Aaron Burr impression.
1: All right all right I
2: got it What was I saying? Oh yeah We're down here in the Hawk. I feel good though because we're a hundred feet above the Hudson River. you know when that river starts to rise when that climate change comes upon you. We'll be way up here. This is Aerial View. Again, it's a live phone-in talk show. It takes place every Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern time here on thehoundmyc.com. And then it replays on Tuesdays. At the same time, 6 p.m. Eastern. And then it becomes a podcast. Available wherever you get podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud. Tell you what, go to my Facebook page and the information is there. Facebook.com slash call aerial view. Facebook.com slash call aerial view, which is what you should do. Take place in the program live. Now, last week I had the uh, phone turned down, unbeknownst to me. But this week it's turned all the way up. So till 7 p.m., feel free to call into the program with whatever you might have. But the central question I want to ask tonight is uh, whether or not you think you have intrinsic value. Do you have intrinsic value? What is your intrinsic value? Do you think? What are your intrinsic values? What? Hmm. How else do I phrase this? There are your external. There's your external value. I should say value. Your external value and your intrinsic value. So the external value might be what you're worth to the world, what the world might want from you, uh, your talent, uh, your capabilities, your skill set, your uh, connections. your your social network, external value things that the world, meaning other people, may want from you. And then there's an intrinsic value. What you feel about yourself, what you think about yourself, the qualities of you that other people see that you sometimes don't yourself. That are intrinsic value. I would like to know what that is. What those things are. I would tell you what my intrinsic value is. But uh, for a lot of years, i felt like I didn't have one. I felt like, what is my intrinsic worth? I mean, I know someone loves me, right? Sweet tea loves me. And that is a saving grace. There are other people in my life who love me. There are some people who tolerate me. That's great. Other people can't stand me. The list goes on and on. So whatever this intrinsic value I have is, I I mean, there are people who care for me, who like me. And I like them back they're friends and then every once in a while you shed a friend sometimes you gain a friend that really depends on a lot of different factors including your age where you live it's not that easy to make new friends as you age and uh, other times friends go away we're going to talk about it all tonight here on aerial view along with an upside down update a little impeachment conversation and whatever else it is you'd like to talk about at 760 i call av 760-422-5528
0: We'd like to remind you folks calling in to uh, keep your questions within the boundaries of good taste. Let's
1: take our next call. Hello. 760, I call AV
2: 760 422 five five two eight I was talking about things that uh, things that happen to you as you age earlier and uh, saying that it was harder to make friends people get more set in their ways they get locked into their routines whatever you want to say they become more wary who knows You'd like to think you become less wary, uh. But I was just reading, and this is my upside down update. Uh, I, I thought I had a sound effect for it, but maybe I don't. Who knows? Uh, Bengal tigers—they're saying there might not be any more Bengal tigers. Uh, oh, wait, we have breaking news here. Hang on, now I need the teletype. That's what I need. Break. This is interesting news breaking while well, I'm on the air. You know what I mean when I say on the air, right? Let's look at this. White House S. McGann to declare that Trump never obstructed justice. Hmm, breaking news just now. Let's see if this is important at all. White House officials asked at least twice in the past month for the key witness against President Trump in the Mueller report. Donald F. McGann II to say publicly that he never believed the president obstructed justice according to two people briefed on the request, Mr. McGann, who was the president's first White House counsel, declined, one of the people said. His reluctance angered Mr. Trump, who believed that Mr. McGann showed disloyalty by telling investigators for the special counsel Robert S. Mueller III about Mr. Trump's attempt to maintain control over the Russia investigation. The White House made one of the requests to Mr. McGahn's lawyer, William A. Burke, before the Mueller report was released publicly, but after the Justice Department gave a copy to Mr. Trump's lawyers to read. Reading the report, the president's lawyers saw that Mr. Mueller had left out that Mr. McGann had told investigators that he believed Mr. Trump never obstructed justice. White House officials believed that Mr. McGann's asserting his belief publicly would calm the president and helped the administration push back on the episodes that Mr. Mueller detailed in the obstruction section of the report. Said one of the people, neither would be named, describing private conversations involving the White House and spoke on the condition of anonymity. The episode shows the lengths the White House has gone to around the release of the Mueller report to push back on the notion that Mr. Trump obstructed justice. House Democrats have used the report to start investigations into whether Mr. Trump abused his position to insulate himself from the inquiries. Quote, we did not perceive it as any kind of threat or something sinister, unquote. Mr. Burke said in a statement, quote, it was a request professionally and cordially made, unquote. Well, there's more obstruction for you. Oh, Friends. I can't wait for this period of American history to be over. I tell you, it could have been over uh, a couple of years ago. I would have been okay with that. Number here is 760. I call AV. 760 422 5528.
1: in Mr. Trump's office when his secretary announced there would be a massive dump. Mr. Trump responded by stating to the effect, wouldn't that be great?
2: 760 I call av 760-422-5528 is the number here if you want to join before 7 p.m. asking about your intrinsic value, what you think that is, Also on the roster, the Upside Down update. And uh, my first item, just to let you know that you are indeed living in the Upside Down. Bengal Tigers kaput by 2070. I was going to say, I happen to like Bengal Tigers. They're pretty cool Tigers. And uh, I'm bummed out to think that by 27. 2070, I should say. No suitable tiger habitats remaining in uh, the Bangladesh Sundarbans. Sundarbans? I don't know what that word is. Sorry. But Bangladesh, let's just say Bangladesh for shorthand. You remember the song? Don't you? Um, yeah, we're... Uh... A friend of mine... Saw a friend of mine the other day. Just the other day. Well, it was actually yesterday. And uh, he recommended a book to me. That it, The gist of the book is things aren't quite as bad as you think they are. I mean, that might be what I would call it if it was my book. But it was a book about just, you know, like... Let's call it the arc of progress. Is it an arc? Maybe it should be a line. But his argument, the author in the book, is that you know we're we're making progress on any number of things, and the standard of living for mankind is the greatest it's ever been. And you know, like I said, things aren't quite as bad as you think they are. That's the gist of it. I guess I tend to see the glass as half full, friend. I'm not the only one. There's other people out there. I don't consider it being a pessimist. I think you look at things as clearly as you possibly can and you make your own conclusions. And I've concluded that we're fucked is what it comes down to. Now... Who knows? There may be a way to pull this plane out of this nosedive. After all, it may be possible. But we have a problem in this country. And that problem is is that every state gets equal representation in the Senate. In the United States Congress, senators, two per state, doesn't matter, How many people are in your state? In a state like California that has 50 million people in it, a state that leans left, a blue state, a progressive place, has as much representation in Congress as Wyoming. And Wyoming has 600,000 people in it. And there's a, a structural defect in the Constitution when it comes to the Senate. And if we don't address this somehow... You will never put Democrats in the Senate as a majority. They will never have a majority. And the Senate will continue to be controlled by a real minority of people in this country. It's a very interesting problem. And how do you solve it until you take over the Senate? How do you Get both houses of the Congress so that you could pass legislation that would change such structural defects that the founders never envisioned. They never envisioned a state where someone's vote would be worth 67 times some other states. They didn't think about that. And so, until something's done about that, until you take the Senate ladies and gentlemen, then what do you have, really? What do you have? You have the same, we're not doing anything, we're not lifting a finger to help. You have Mitch McConnell there still basically, you know, no, 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 no. Saying no to everything. I have more news, by the way. I, I didn't mean to get off on a tangent about the functional problem with the Constitution. The number here is 760-422-5528. 760- I call AV. Aerial view on the air until 7 p.m. here on the houndnyc.com. And uh, this show replays Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And then it becomes a podcast about an hour later, 7 p.m. Available wherever you get your podcasts. There's a story here out of uh, Clarksville, Tennessee. On Thursday, a man with a white painted face and a red nose was seen driving by a bus stop and motioning for the children to come near, according to the police and local news reports. Two students reported the incident and a witness who spotted the clown in his car Called the police, the authority said. The episode screamed of stranger danger and brought to mind the great clown panic of 2016. You remember that. Tales of clowns lurking near the woods and under streetlights. And it eventually led to a dozen arrests in multiple states. See that? And uh, so... The Clarksville authorities have determined that the latest fright was a false alarm. He was not a bad clown. He was simply misunderstood. The clown turned out to be a, quote, nice man, unquote, in his 70s, who, quote, dresses up once a year on his birthday as a clown and hands out candy, unquote. Clarksville Police Department said on its Facebook page, that's how we all communicate now, right? Oh, my God. Which was the man's birthday. We went to a couple of places where he frequents. And they verified he was at those places this morning dressed up as a clown, unquote. So after giving out candy at local businesses, the man wanted to give the rest to the children at the bus stop. His intentions were good, even if the optics weren't. (sighs) Online, someone said, quote, this is 2019. You can't dress as a clown and pass candy out to random children, unquote. Others urged empathy for an older man who was trying to do something nice. I'll just finish this with the, uh, here we go. Kelly Monfort, a professional clown who goes by, quote, Mr. Twister, unquote, said that the mention of a clown can be a, quote, trigger word, unquote, that generates news coverage, but he said clowns regularly bring joy to children. And adults alike at birthday parties and hospitals and at volunteer events. So there you go. Clowns in the news. I got tigers. I got clowns. What else do you need here on Aerial View? I got space. How about we go to outer space? With Jeff Bezos. Who, uh, in addition to like being the richest man on the planet, you know, runs Amazon and... Um, also has this uh, rocket company, Blue Origin. So he wants uh, there to be space colonies saying people should live in space. It'll be like Maui on its best day. Every day. Maui. And you'll be in like this huge rotating thingamajig in the sky. And you'll live on it. And, And maybe occasionally you'll go down to the Earth, but... You know, Earth will be inhabitable at that point. Probably overrun. Who knows? Pestilence. Who knows? But you'll be off Earth. And they'll just add the word off in front of your name. It'll be like the Handmaiden's Tale. Where they put of in front of your name. And then the name of the dude that owns you. Like, I would be off Chris in this scenario, meaning I lived off Earth. And then when I met people on Earth, that's what I would say. I'm off Chris. And they would go, oh, he must live in a space colony. 760-I-CALL-AV, 760-422-5528, give a call, sometime before 7pm, which is about 30 minutes from now, and uh, I had a couple more items for the Upside Down update, we did Tigers, Clowns, and Outer Space, uh... Let's talk about health care for a minute. What do you say? Story just out about how many Americans will need long-term care and most won't be able to afford it. A decade from now, most middle-income seniors will not be able to pay the rising costs of independent or assisted living. Yeesh. So uh, what are we going to do with these people? Can't afford this. I don't know. What do you do with people who... I don't know what they're going to do with them. Do you know what they're going to do with... Well, them. I mean me. What are they going to do with me? I think the story's about me. Oh, boy. Ugh. Things are getting ugly. I'll tell you that. Ugly, I tell you. The number here is seven six two five five two eight seven six zero. two eight. Seven six zero I call A B ah, just had a little bit of water, that's all. Just a little bit. Nice cold drink of water, huh? You know, Aerial View, the thing about this program is that it takes all different forms. And by that, I mean that sometimes I have this idea of something I want to talk about. And I'll carry it with me all week. And then when 6 o'clock rolls around on Friday, I'll be raring to go and talk about this thing. And that was the case with this thing I want to talk about tonight, your intrinsic value. You've ever thought about that, have you? What your intrinsic value is? Do you think you're intrinsically valuable? Let us say, or is it your external value that keeps you above ground? Let's ask that. Let's ask it that way. The number is 760-422-5528. 760 I call AV. Oh, there's more breaking news. Oh, man. Nothing like some breaking news during the show. This doesn't really happen. Friday night, usually quiet a little bit. There's been a gas station explosion in Virginia. Three people are unaccounted for. A stealth fighter has vanished. Oh, boy. Some kid got mauled. President said it's time to stop this nonsense. And uh, where's the one that... Let's see. I'm looking for the big one here. That's interesting. It went away. Here we go. I'll find it. The number here is seven six zero four two two five five two eight seven six zero. I call a V, and uh, it was about ransomware attacks. Is what it was about. It was about how ransomware attacks are uh, worsening. That all these cities are being attacked by ransomware. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's uh, get it grabs your files. And it says we won't give your files back until you give us a whole bunch of money. And uh, apparently, crippling ransomware attacks are on the rise, targeting U.S. cities. Oh, yeah. It's just what you need. Some ransomware attacks. All right. That wasn't the greatest. uh, I mean, it's pretty. It is interesting breaking news, if you ask me. I think this is... Man. That can't be good, right? Your whole city? Give us a bunch of money or we're gonna not release your files. Oh, man. Who thinks of this stuff? Criminals, I guess. Hmm. And there's no point in sharing any other news with you. Because I... Either I'm picking... Oh, yeah, there's one more. I have to share this one. There's a nurse in Germany, Niels Hogel, who has admitted to dozens of murders but might have killed as many as 300 patients. And um, they're just now getting wise to this. This has been going on since 2000, apparently. And, uh, they started looking into this guy because hospitals kept firing him. They're like, hey, every time you're around, patients die. And, uh, what he would do was he would try to induce heart failure. He would give people drugs to put them into heart failure. And then he would try to rush in and save them. And they, he got the nickname at one hospital as, uh, Resuscitation Rambo. Now, how do you say that in German? I don't know. I wish I knew. But uh, other nurses begin to suspect. Uh, so, I, I don't know, 300 people. That seems like a pretty high number, you ask me. In the annals of serial killers... And here is a person that, you know, you're going to the hospital. You're putting yourself in this person's hands. They're there to care for you. I mean, literally, that's their job. To care, provide care and comfort. And instead, he's like, if I almost kill this guy, I could be a hero. Think I'll do that. What is it, Raj? Come here, I'm on here, pal. What's the matter? You heard the story about the Bengal Tigers? Come here. Raj, come here. Come on, Raj. Raj, you gotta come here. Come here! Raj, I'm doing a show. You just gonna cry at me? Are you checking levels? Come here, Raj. Roger! Come here! Come on, Raj! Come here. Roger. I don't understand you. You come in here and cry at me. And then when I try to get you, you don't want to talk. Alright, how's that, pal? Is that better? Roger's tail just hit the microphone. Sorry about that. Say hello, Raj. You got nothing to say now? Alright. Now he's going to step all over everything. So if I get thrown off the air, it's because of Roger the cat engineer sorry about that i thought i closed that door and then he stands outside the door and he cries see so this way maybe he'll set would you settle down pal settle down right here go ahead roger lay down roger you got plenty of room just lay down right there there you go pal it's a good spot right right here want to lay down okay now Daddy can finish the show. This is Aerial View on TheHoundNYC.com. And the number here call uh, 760-ICALL-AV. Roger, don't don't rub on that part of the microphone. All right. Thanks, pal. 760-422-5528. Roger, if you'll lay right there, that'll be great. I can pet you during the show. Be your therapy animal. Is that that better? Calm down? Great. We got a little bit of time left in the program, about 20 minutes or so. And uh, if you want to call 760, I call AV 760 422 5528. And let us know if you have any intrinsic value or if your value is all external. Why are you so mad, pal? What did I do? Roger's tail is going. Hang on, maybe you could hear it. Why are you so mad? Roger, what's the problem here? What are you mad about? Roger, what else? You got anything to say? All right. Never mind. Well, you know, this has been an interesting aerial view. Let's see. We've got uh, tigers, clowns, outer space, getting old, the healthcare system, and now uh, the most prolific serial killer possibly of all time. Could be. We don't know. They're saying 300 people pretty wild. I guess uh, if you just do it in the hospital, it's a lot easier, right? Man. What is this guy's name again? Niels hogel hogel He's got an umlaut over the O. Hugel.
1: Niels
2: Hugel? Could that be possible? 300 deaths over 15 years. And now, uh, the families of the victims are speaking out. They want to know how this was possible. They're saying it might be Germany's culture of, um, you know, the rectitude that goes on when you got an organized country like that, see? Uh, Essentially the same kind of predilections for procedure, quote, unquote, that once facilitated Nazi-era crimes, so uh, that's a nice way to put it. Predilection for procedure. So recitation, resuscitation, not recitation. That's a different Rambo. Resuscitation Rambo. Niels Hugel is now, he's now been caught or he's on trial or some damn thing. But you know, other um, what do they used to call these nurses? They called them Angel of Death, right? The angel. You remember that guy, the Angel of Death? It was a, a nurse, male nurse, and um, that guy is probably like, wow, three hundred. I don't even know if that guy's still around. I honestly don't know. So, so, and we also had breaking news tonight. If you hadn't heard. That uh, the president's lawyers, the president essentially had asked Don McGahn to to write something. To write somebody a note that that said he never, the president never obstructed justice. Could you write me a note? Oh, God. There's some other upside down update type of news that uh, I liked this week. I mean, these are stories that I liked. Not that I liked the story about the serial killer nurse. No, but that was fascinating. Let me say that it fascinates me. Because that doesn't imply that you like it, right? You could be fascinated by things and you're like, oh my God. Like we're all fascinated by the president. We're all like, uh, now what? What do they do now? When I think back on these years, you know, when we've gotten to the end of this epoch, epoch, Tupac, whatever it's called, when this era is over, oh, that'll be nice, won't it? I mean, who knows? It could be worse. I eh, No, probably not. I don't think it could be worse. This is pretty bad. It's pretty bad, you ask me. I gotta get that book that my friend mentioned. The book uh, "Things Are Not As Bad As You Think They Are." Um, something that caught my eye, fascinated me, was about how Uber's stock disappointed. The IPO price tumbled. This was a company supposed to be valued at $120 billion. And, you know, Uber and Lyft drivers have been striking. I think it was uh, Wednesday of this week. There was a whole rideshare shutdown. And uh, I did not use either one of those companies that day. Yes, I've used both in the past. But, uh, man, are those drivers getting screwed. Those people are earning, like, after you factor in their costs, 8 and $9 an hour. Many of them would be further down the road, like working in a dying retail store. Uh, but this whole thing is... It's sold as this, like, freedom to make your own schedule, freedom to... Work as much as you want or as little as you want. I mean, anytime people are repeating freedom to you over and over again, should be leery. I know I am. Uh, let's see. We got a call coming in. Hey, I think I know who that is. My one and only caller. Phil, formerly the- of Belleville. On. all right how are you doing pretty
0: good pretty
2: what well did, i should say what finally got you to dial the phone phil
0: it's interesting you should ask because i was going to tell you um the uber the uber thing and i know you've been i know you've been posting facebook things about that and i i i have sympathy for people in the short run but i feel like it's gonna it's gonna work itself out. I mean, if everyone realizes you don't get paid that well, there'll be fewer drivers or they will start getting paid more. I mean, don't you think it's gonna even out just by typical, you know, economic stuff?
2: Uh no. And I'll tell you why. I think um, you know, car sales, uh here's the thing about car sales that's interesting. Um, you know, people who go into the cities where by the way, at at this point it's like eighty percent of America live in cities. Americans. So, uh, you know, people are not necessarily getting a car. They're doing ride share and they're forgoing a car. And that's not true, of course, in the more wide open spaces that the Dixie Chicks talked about. The rural areas people have. Everyone has to have five cars and they're all SUVs and pickup trucks. So, you know, I think what you're talking about is going to be impacted by that. But it's also going to be impacted by uh, self-driving vehicles, which all of these companies have a, a massive vested interest in because they can eliminate driver wages, period. They don't have, they wouldn't have to pay any of them. Yeah. So, you know, if that's really where things are going and now, you know, I heard the other day, there was a story about the port of Los Angeles and robotic trucks because all over the world. These ports are using robot trucks to move things back and forth and getting rid of union jobs. The, the port of Los Angeles has 1,200 union driving jobs that are going to be eliminated. It's not a question of like sometime in the future. It's happening now. They want to do this now. And the other day there was a strike outside of the port of Los Angeles and Uber and Lyft drivers came out because they all realize you know there won't be any driving jobs. The driving jobs are going to be a thing of the past. And in this country, there are 3.5 million professional truck drivers, for instance. So, if there's ever a, a successful robotic semi tractor trailer going up and down the highway, you know who's going to be sitting in that thing, Phil? Somebody like an Uber driver earning eight dollars an hour, basically.
0: I was going to, I was going to say Roger the cat could do it.
2: Well. I don't know. Roger he's a double clutcher, so it could be a problem. Uh anyway, yeah, you know, I um I wonder about the future of work all the time because, you know, you keep hearing things about that too. You keep hearing um news that isn't so good, I should say. Um and so what do you do about it? How do you
0: Right. And it's, it's, I think it's more because, you know, I haven't really thought about this until now, but it's accelerating. I mean, because people, I mean, people had the ideas about robots taking over probably in the middle of the last century. You know, hold on a second.
2: Phil has um, other things he's got to do. Yes?
0: No, a beeper goes off to tell me to do push-ups. I do them six times a day.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. Really? Not that many, though. Well, yeah. Well,
0: just 12, just 12, though, so it's, it's good. It's easy to do, and you need to get it out of the way, and you're done.
2: You do 12 of them six times a day, you mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. But fortunately, my I have a robot to tell me to do that. I haven't done that in the past until I figured out how to get this robot to tell me to do it six times a day during the workday. What do you know? So that's interesting. Maybe
2: I should try this.
0: Yeah. You know what? Something, something something that something that's easy something that you won't quit easily.
2: Right. I should set up a reminder to contact Phil and tell him to do 12 push-ups <laughs> 6 times a day. Oh man, you just okay. made me feel I, I, just, I feel so like unexercised. I I don't know how, I don't know how uh, do you actually exercise besides these push-ups, random push-ups?
0: Yeah. Throughout I the do, birthday? I do I I do two two I do a 2-mile like 2-mile jog every weekday and a three mile jog every weekend or day I'm not working. It takes me twenty to thirty minutes, it's out of the way, first thing in the morning, and I'm done. Oh, and nice. I feel better throughout the day.
2: Oh, what do you know? Well yeah. I uh, where do you jog? Where do you like to jog? You go down by the water? What do you
0: No, no I and that's another thing. You make it easy. You don't go to a you don't go to a workout place, you step outside your door and you, you jog a mile out and a mile back.
2: Oh, okay. Done. So there you go. The,
0: the, the easier you make it for yourself, the, the more likely you are to stick to it.
2: Yeah. I probably would fast walk instead of jog. I'd work right yeah, up to jog. Yeah, you should. Yeah. You, you should. I've always heard it's bad for your knees, though. I know people... Yeah,
0: well, we've we've been hearing a lot of that stuff over the years, and it's not true. I mean, if you, I think if you, if you have bad knees, it's just going to happen whether you exercise or not. I've been, I've been jogging every single day for about 20 years now and my knees have absolutely no problems and I'm your age. So
2: what do you know? See, I have not So I I probably would have problems. Something tells me.
0: You might, you don't know. I don't know. I think it's a lot of it's just genetic. Okay. I I don't think you can, I don't think you can wear your knees out by doing a light jog every day or, or a brisk walk.
2: Well, thanks for that, Phil. I appreciate it. Now, yeah. um, let me ask you the question that I was asking earlier about intrinsic value. Yeah. Uh, have you thought about that question? Your intrinsic yeah. value? And I,
0: yeah. And my, my quick answer, my immediate answer is it's relative. Every Any value is relative to something else. So if there was no one else in the world, I would have no value except to myself. Okay. Or a tree that I'm taking care of, whatever. You know, it's all relative. Yeah. I mean, if you think in general terms of society, yeah, I have intrinsic value. I have skills. I can help people. I can make people laugh. Whatever. You know? Sure. That's yeah. But I mean, I guess that's that's why that that topic wasn't that interesting to me. You know, it's just I mean, it's it's kind of a quick answer for me.
2: Oh, my topic, you're I, saying wasn't that interesting to you? The well, that one.
0: It was, yeah. I mean, you you put out like nine topics. And well, one,
2: was. yeah. No i I was <laughs> talking about the uh, I was talking about the news mostly. The upside down update, you know, Phil. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, the the, the topic, uh, it's interesting to me, and I guess that's important. Yeah. It was interesting to me.
0: Well, I, it probably is interesting to a lot of people. I, I guess I've just thought it through enough that I'm. I'm kind All right. Of well, then it. let's
2: talk about impeachment for the last few minutes of the program because that was the other thing I mentioned earlier. Maybe you'd okay. prefer to talk about that now, Phil. Are you for or again?
0: Oh. Uh... I would like to see the president drop dead.
2: Well, uh, short of that happening, how do you? I didn't ask about that. I asked about impeachment.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I I I I usually steer clear of political topics because I I don't know that much about politics and how it all works. Um, oh, okay. I, I would I would like to see him out of office. I don't think that's going to fix the bigger problem. So I don't focus on that too yeah. much it's not well, going to be like a major victory if we impeach him. It's not going to be it's not going to improve the world. I mean, they might just elect another one just like him afterwards. So,
2: <sighs> see, for me it's a quandary, Phil, because I feel like um nobody is above the law, you know? And the law exists yeah. to uh mete out justice. And if he's going to escape justice, it's it's not that cool. And by the way, you know this is somebody who keeps testing the limits, and every time he finds out there is no limit, he moves on to the next thing. Every time he finds out I can get away with that, then he
0: ups the ante and he does the next crazy thing.
2: And right. this is this is really uh, well, the thing.
0: The, the thing that's so discouraging about that is it's so obvious to people like you and me, and to so many others. Yet you'll find half a country roughly, and he's doing a great job. So I don't know what to do with that.
2: Uh, the only thing I think is what I talked about earlier is you have to you have to uh, reformulate the Constitution, which has been done before, by the way. There was a massive change to the way things happen in terms of the U.S. Senate back in the 1800s when they went from... You know, uh, senators being chosen from a state Senate to people of a state voting directly for their senator. So they already made a massive change to the original founding document, and there's no reason why they can't change it again to make it uh, reflect what it needs to reflect. Hey, thanks for the call, Phil. Appreciate it. I'm going to wrap things up here on Aerial View and remind you once again Aerial View can be heard every Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, live on thehoundnyc.com. It replays on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and then it becomes a podcast wherever you want to get podcasts. And uh, that's just about everywhere. If you want to drop me a line, uh, you can do so at, aerialviewer at me.com. And you can also find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash call Aerial View. Finally, this program has a phone number that is 760-422-5528 or 760 call av I'll see you again next Friday.
1: Aerial View, one of the all-time greats, Chris T. Yeah. Yeah. Symphonia.